The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher, and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So, have no fear of them. For nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for but a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground unperceived by your father. Even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set man against his father, and daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And one's foes will be members of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. The word of the Lord. Disciple or apostle? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may the word of our my mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. I have come to bring peace, or I have come not to bring peace, but the sword. Man, that's scary. Spend all of this time talking about the Prince of Peace. The other 364 days of the year, we read texts that talk about love thy neighbor and turn the other cheek. And here we have the word made flesh speaking of swords. Mother will be set against father, child against parent, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Well, that one we understand. That makes sense. But this text is scary. Christ is talking about setting the sword, about causing dissension among families and loved ones. And those who do not follow him but turn rather to the family do not follow him and are not worthy. This line that scares me this line that we study over or we gloss over depending on how much it scares us about Jesus not bringing peace but bringing the sword I think I figured it out or rather I should say I, I missed it 
I missed the answer to this seeming riddle in last week's text. If we go back just a few lines, back to the beginning of the 10th chapter of Matthew, last week's gospel, or the chapter right before this one, we see the answer. Jesus calls his disciples in 10.1. He calls the 12 disciples. And then immediately, in verse 2, he calls them apostles and names them off, commissioning them to go out. There's the switch from disciple to apostle, from one who learns, who sits at the foot of the master to study, to learn, to absorb, and becomes one who is literally sent to do. I mean, let's look at the worship services. We're really good at being disciples. Generally, if you found this on the website, you've been searching out or seeking out information on God. And so you're in disciple mode, one who studies, one who listens. And when we look at our worship services, what do we see? The confession and forgiveness. Who is that for? Us. The readings of the gospel and of the lessons and of the psalms. Who is that for? Us. The sermon, us. Sharing of the peace, I'm not sure who that's for really, but probably us. Communion, baptism. All of these things are for us. Where are the parts that are truly worship? Where are the parts where we praise God, where we offer ourselves to him? It's in three parts. The songs the prayers, and the sending. We are disciples with apostolic tendencies. We are students. We are learners. We are people who sit at the foot of the master every week, at least on weekends, hopefully more often than that, studying God's word and receiving gaining in worship and in prayer and in life, benefiting from the word made flesh, from the grace, from the love of Christ, from the forgiveness of God, from the power of the Holy Spirit. But we have apostolic tendencies. You see, we aren't made to be disciples simply for the sake of learning. Not that that's a bad thing. That is what we are called to do as Christians to worship God, to learn about his word and about how to live our lives according to his will. Period. That's it. Love and serve God. But what Christ asks of his disciples is that they become apostles, that they become messengers. And that's where the sword comes in. Christ came to bring the sword of division among families because when you become an apostle of Christ's word, it means that you go out to teach what he has taught. And that's not always what people want to hear. Case in point, have you ever had a Jehovah's Witness come to your door? <laughs> or a Mormon? Or anybody like that? Yeah, what's your first reaction? <laughs> oh no, I hope they didn't see me. Or, oh boy, here we go. Some sick people like me invite them in and don't let them leave. 
But all in all, we're scared. We don't want to have our thoughts challenged or our way of life challenged. Whether or not we agree with them, we don't generally welcome that sort of conversation because it calls us to change. And that's divisive amongst our families. That call of apostleship, that being, that being called to reevaluate what we do, or going out and telling other people, this is what God wants, this is what Christ wants, follow is more deadly than any piece of steel. For those who are comfortable, or for those who know what they want in life, following God's word generally goes in the opposite direction. And for those who have found the faith, but have not shared it with their family, well, there's the cut. One story, and then I'll I'll stop here. When I was growing up, in around middle school, ran into an, my old next-door neighbor, Nick, who my mother used to babysit. He and his sister, Nicole, were playing at the pool, Wheeling Park Pool, and my next-door neighbor and I, Eric, were there too. And we hadn't seen each other for years, so we started playing. And as we did around the pool, which you're not supposed to do, we were playing tag and running. Well, Nick slipped and fell into the pool, and whacked the back of his head on the stainless steel gutter that's just underneath the edge of the pool, splitting it from ear to ear across the back of his head. But he didn't believe us that he was bleeding. Nick couldn't feel it because of the, all the adrenaline from us playing tag and from us screaming and shouting at him that he was bleeding. He couldn't feel the blood trickle down his neck and over his back because he'd been in the warm pool in the sunshine all day and it didn't feel any different. He didn't even notice when his skin started to go pale and he started to get faint because he thought he was just hungry. It wasn't until Eric and I grabbed him bodily and drug him to the first aid station and he heard it from the lips of the professional that he realized he was injured. He didn't want to look at the gash. He didn't want to examine the problem. He wanted to stay ignorant of it so that he could go on happily set in his ways, playing his games. As disciples of Christ, we study what is right. As apostles of Christ, we go out to show that right to the injured people. We go out to show the word to those who suffer. We go out to help our brothers and sisters fix what is wrong. Many don't want to see it. Some do. Now, I wish I'd have my friend. I never spoke to Nick after that day. But I'd rather lose my friend and know that he lived than still have my friend and pretend that nothing was wrong and watch him die. Brothers and sisters in Christ, let us go out and save lives. It may cut friendships, but it may save them. Let us go forth empowered by God to be disciples with apostolic tendencies. Amen.